And welcome. Do we do wrestling headlines? WWE NXT review. Temporarily forgot what the show's bloody called. <laughs> My name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Damn Implicat. That's Damn as in Damn and all of that jazz. Is the build for NXT Takeover stand still and delivered? I'm yours. Is that doing well? Is it building well? Is it delivering? Is it standing up and delivering? Oh, I should have put that, shouldn't I? <laughs> In that crappy little joke type thing. Conveniently for me, in terms of covering this show, every single segment led to. Some, one of those things. It led to one of the matches on one of the nights of TakeOver. They've got two nights to fill. Makes bloody sense, if you ask me. That's so many seconds built to it. It's quite difficult to really tell, given there's two nights of TakeOver. Because quite often you'll like, look at the one card and be like, oh, oh <laughs> NXT TakeOver's often deliver that. I feel like maybe last year was the first time I didn't really get that for a lot of them. Uh, but I went, off, I went off NXT a little bit in the latter half of 2020. So, but the last, our le- latest takeover, it's how you leave them, folks. And our latest takeover, so far, it's, it was a smash it, Like, great stuff. But, of course, this is two nights. First time it's two nights, and it's kind of leaning into that WrestleMania thing, where WrestleMania itself has become two nights. So the takeover on WrestleMania weekend, yeah, make that two nights. No idea how I'm going to cover that, because I think it's a bit mental to be up late on both Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Raw after Mania isn't what it used to be. So, yeah. <laughs> it's two nights of TakeOver Light. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking in my head, TakeOver sponsored by Sprite Light. <laughs> I don't know why. It's my third stream today. I'm out of it. <laughs> I'm a bit out of it today. Uh, but, yeah. So, I'm going to go through uh, the show in order, given that every single segment led to a thing at TakeOver. And is it delivering? Is it standing up? Is it standing up and delivering? Um, I'm still not figuring out how that's a piracy thing. Oh, that, that said, I did have it brought to my attention that... The uh, stand, uh, stand and Deliver is a song by, oh, what's his, Adam the Ant, that's it. <laughs> Adam and the Ant, not Adam the Ant. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was Stand and Deliver, was one of his songs, and he's the Highwayman, which I guess, same era as Pirates, <laughs> if you're going with that. Why is it called Stand and Deliver? <laughs> Seriously. I'm having to go back to an Adam and the Ant fan, a song to find a link, and it's not even a good link, because <laughs> the song's called The Highwayman. Oh, please, I can't remember. Who cares? Let's move on. Let's move bloody on. So I'm going to go through the show in order. Also, this is, we are live here on YouTube, and this will be available later in podcast form. Uh, obviously, my viewership gets split across the two, so that's lovely. Uh, links in the description or head over to wrestlingheadlines.net for your latest stuff. But TakeOver is just two weeks away, and we've got one more. Next week is the go-home show, and then we've got two nights of TakeOver across, if I'm right, both Wednesday and Thursday. Unless it's Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't know. I'd like a day to recover. <laughs> then Hall of Fame. Then the other two. Be quite nice. Gonna be honest. As a as a European fan, be quite nice to get a rest. But, yeah. We got the WrestleMania-esque takeover. And I feel like both nights are building relatively well. Like, I'm relatively up for both of them. They look both they look solid. Like, it's not like with the main roster WWE where you kind of look at it sometimes. And looking at, like, especially the mid-card of it, you're like... What are they going to fill this with? <laughs> it's two nights of WrestleMania. What are they going to fill it all with? But with NXT, it's like, no, it's 
solidly building, especially as I guess it helps. This is like one of the big criticisms of NXT is how incredibly bloated it's becoming, where like some of the recruited stars are now having to play security because they ain't getting on television. But it seems it it's so incredibly bloated. But that means when you get two nights like this that it's piss easy to fill it out. NXT for me does a much better job of that mini con- like character consistency thing. So it's a lot easier to fall into the stuff. Uh, it's again, there's a different style of writing where NXT. It's not, even on TV. It's not felt. It's not. It doesn't look like it's had that pressure to having to like adhere to certain things and go and really push certain storylines in a way. I don't. It still feels way looser than the main roster. Even though there's, like, you've seen the Pritchardness kind of creep into the show. It's nowhere near the level as main roster. Which for me, there's one clear person missing from the production of this show. And for me, the universe still flows like so much better together. And possibly that is. The why I like SmackDown as well uh, at the moment is the two-hour show. Like Raw is by far the worst thing. <laughs> WWE, I say the worst thing for me. Like NXT UK two or five live aren't grabbing attention, and uh, in terms of what is the actual worst thing they produce, probably two or five live. <laughs> like in reality, but in terms of the stuff, the main ones watched easily Monday Night Raw, the worst thing they're producing is week, then SmackDown, then NXT, but. Sorry, I mean, uh, SmackDown's the best. I'm like, shut up, man. <laughs> Let's talk about the show. So we kicked off the show with Kai and Gonzalez versus Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. A like nice wee little tag match featuring our NXT Women's Champion and her takeover challenger, Raquel Gonzalez. Like, each competitor getting their shine, but in the end, the ringside chaos decided the victor. Uh, start with a sui- Stark suicide diving Shirai and Shirai with a beautiful moonsault. But it was Gonzalez taking advantage and getting poor Zoe back into the ring to bomb her down for the three. The final message sent with a choke slam onto the no breaky breaky announce table. Oof, <laughs> Jesus, poor Shirai. Painful scream from Io as her back went onto the mon- over the monitors. Like, poor lass have it, has, like, has backed into something painful in the form of Big Mama Cool. And that, for me, that's like a great way to build this matchup. Well, I really am. And looking forward to sending this home for it perfectly. Like, Io Shirai, incredibly gifted athlete. I feel like the spots at the end of this match kind of built to their match at TakeOver really well, because this is what you should expect, where you have got Io Shirai with incredible athleticism, but then Raquel Gonzalez ends up powerbombing her onto a no-breaky announce table. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, it doesn't matter in the end. Announce table, no-breaky-breaky. <laughs> that is pain. And... I don't watch WWE main event. How could I? Ah, uh, yes. Top-notch comment. <laughs> yes. Trying to figure out the, the show that grabs the interest the least. Is it 205 Live or is it main event? Which one grabs attention the least? I, oh, I can't... T- I generally can't tell you. <laughs> main event, I guess, gets attention for featuring guys. We're like, oh, God, how come they're not on the show? But then 205 Live, for me, aside from WWE tweeting about it, nothing. Like, the UK folk try and push NXT UK a bit, so if you're based in the UK especially, follow UK reporters of wrestling, you're going to see that pop up every single now and again. Especially because BT Sport have put in actual effort to promote WWE. So in terms of, like, getting the word out there, BT Sport have put in way more effort than Sky have done. Or Sky, like, ever did when I was watching it. Doesn't mean Sky didn't at the start, but by the time I was watching it in the mid... in the second half of the noughties... From the, like, their run in, they like never promoted it or hardly at all. And then BT Sport are doing like loads of promotion, like they're very ex- so active with it. That that said, like when you see the numbers come out, 
my God, like AEW's numbers destroy them <laughs> over here in the UK. That said, AEW's numbers are exactly what the numbers were like for Raw, SmackDown, and TNA back in the noughties. So, like, our numbers haven't shifted at all over here. And WWE, the only reason they do is because they're on a paid subscription service on BT Sport. 20 quid a month, piss off. <laughs> it's on a paid subscription thing over there. Uh, so, yeah. But they made an effort to actually promote it. 205 Live, literally nothing. That's the point I'm trying to get to. I think that's partly because of BT that the NXT UK gets a little bit more of a kind of boost, especially in the circles that I see, so I at least see NXT UK. But 205 Live, it's, aside from WWE's account, it's nothing. <laughs> that is bad. That is low. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's meant to be talking about uh, Gonzalez versus Shirai. <laughs> that was the other one. Yeah, so yeah, Raquel Gonzalez and Io Shirai. I feel like it's building really well. They set up the tone really well. And I'm generally... They're doing a great little... When I call it the subtle build, I mean they're not having Io Shirai get in the microphone and say, I am going to moonsault on you and be more athletic than you are. And Raquel Gonzalez then goes, but I am the big and powerful one of which I will be doing the slamming. <laughs> they're not talking like that point blank at each other. It's all in action. It's all told in the match, in the violence. Uh, and show don't tell. That's what they're doing. I mean, if WWE after that wants to hire me as a scriptwriter, <laughs> I'm not going to... If you want me to write like that, I can write like that really easily. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, I'm, I'm not sure it'll be reviewed well. Not going to lie. <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, Sky Sports treated WWE as well as they care about Scottish football. <laughs> That's a very kind of a, a great British joke. <laughs> but yes, they... If it's not Celtic Rangers, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, to be fair... And that fits in with my reaction when I turn it on. Like I'll watch Championship football. Maybe with me being a Nottingham Forest fan, who have been, who are like, for my entire fandom, have been solidly Championship. I missed in my lifetime they have been in the Premier League in the top flight. But I was a kid, so I didn't start picking them up until the noughties. and that's when I got into football. And uh, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm a Nottingham Forest fan. I've been a Championship side <laughs> which my entire time, and uh, therefore I quite enjoy watching the Championship. Incredible football. It's quite interesting to try to describe that to Americans, like the concept of, no, like if you finish in the bottom three positions of the league, you get relegated. That is punishment. You fall to the bottom tier. So you fall to the uh, tier below where there's like, where there's 24 teams. And it's like, oh, are they like a much lower quality? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that is one of the most hotly contested leagues where any team can beat anybody. And when you look at the Premier League, those new teams that get promoted, they can fight with uh, any of those teams within there. So, yeah, this isn't about NXT, is it? <laughs> yeah. One little workshop about the word football and I'm gone. <laughs> Just into pure, nothing to do with NXT. Anyway, after this, actually I did say every segment built to take over. This might be, just because I've got two nights, I assume it's going somewhere. But Bronson Reed versus LA Knight, it is North American Championship Tournament, remembered. But yes, Bronson Reed took on LA Knight in a... I guess it's interesting to see what they're doing with LA Knight, but a lovely little meeting between man-chatting crap and big-pouncing Aussie. Uh, LA Knight doing whatever he could to avoid the tsunami, but the big man just pushed him back like time after time after time. The, uh, for the second week in a row, Knight talks the talk before struggling a tad in the ring. Last week, only just beating Austin Gray. This time, failing to not read off the top rope and feeling the force of the big splashy water splash splash. And Ronson Reed beats LA Knight. LA Knight, within two matches, nearly lost to, I guess, the Troy Five Live job in Austin Gray because of a distraction from Bronson Reed, destroying his jacket, and then only just won. Then this week, Bronson Reed beat him. Like he, I mean, LA Knight did some impressive little things, and he did, he did a really nice, I guess, net breaker in the corner. 
and his leap from the ground onto that top rope to try and get down the big lad was impressive, but he couldn't then suplex him over. <laughs> he just got pushed right back off, so he did lose. So his character's a little bit like he talks as if he is the greatest gift to wrestling, and but but then can't deliver in the ring. Unless they're showing, like, no, like, you're talking the talk, but NXT really is at such a high-quality level that you're going to have to take a little time here. Or it's because he's new. <laughs> this is the other thing NXT does as well. Like, they'll establish a character, but at the start, your character might be used to put the other guys over, which we're seeing with Bronson Reed. Or, again, it's just feeding into North American Championship. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm relatively enjoying LA Knight. I'm just... I don't know. I feel like his character needs kind of wins to back him up. Otherwise, he could fall into comedy pretty quickly. Uh, he's a character that needs wins. Definitely needs it. And, oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Murray in the chat, as an A United fan, used to know how, how it feels just to be stuck around the Championship or League One of Scottish football. Cannot get, can he get up, Carton? But, yeah, it's a difficult... Uh, it's, it's, again, it's an interesting concept because, of course, American leagues don't have it. But just that idea of there is punishment for fi finishing at that bottom bit. Uh, and it adds quite a lot of tension. A lot of anxiety. <laughs> it's especially in those really tight matches. And you're then defending like right on the cuff in a 1-0 lead or something. And you're getting pounded with crosses and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Anyway, the new NXT Tag Team Champions will also be announced on night one of TakeOver. In a triple threat, it's MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legado del Fantasma. And just on paper, <laughs> chef kiss. <laughs> like it's, yes, it sucks that Danny Birch got injured. I feel like he and Lorcan were hitting a nice stride with Pete Dunne. Uh, it's just like, yeah, a bad string of luck if injury, if injuries over these past six months with NXT. Uh, yeah. I mean, that coincided with me like ugh, going off the product a bit. But this year, to see the injuries continue now that I'm kind of a bit more on board and I see that slower progression kind of happening. It's like, oh, yeah, that sucks still. <laughs> We're reaching April. It's April next week and they're still having that bad look. It's like, oh, it kind of sucks. Like, finally being... Like, Karrion Cross is finally returning to the NXT Championship matches scenes and you've uh, got the Undisputed Era feud happening as well. It's like, oh, it just sucks. It just sucks to see these injuries keep cropping up. Uh, but yes, MSK, Grizzled Dream Veterans, The Gun of Death Phantasma, on paper, sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, it looks great. Also, what are they going to have for the set? Are they going to have a pirate thing? Because <laughs> they actually do put effort in for the NXT uh, TakeOver sets, which I massively appreciate. I'm a massive fan of the sets looking different. I'm quite interested to see what they'll do with this one. So yeah, they've got the fancy pirate graphic. What do they do? Uh, Karen Cross with Scarlet Bordeaux versus Only Lorcan. Right here is our build to the ultimate main event on night two. Karen Cross will be facing Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. I forgot to say earlier that Io Shirai versus uh, Gael Gonzalez, forgot a name for a second, <laughs> will be main eventing night one. And uh, yeah, I kind of like that because that builds them as the two top titles in NXT, of which, in which they are. But to have them on that separate nights is, yeah, because that's what, you look at the main roster as well, in terms of like NXT being an echo of the main roster and like a, a shadow of it, in terms of the structure. The main events of WrestleMania are that, they're the Raw top title and the uh, SmackDown top title. I keep forgetting names of things. <laughs> Third stream today, the brain's turning off a bit. Uh, but in terms of the NXT Championship, Karrion Cross with Sagada Bordeaux faced only Lorcan. Uh, Lorcan tried to get some retaliation with the story they were telling was that Cross had injured his tag team partner last week, leading to the lad being stripped of the NXT tag titles. 
So yeah, understandably, only Larkin would want to get some retaliation on Karrion Cross. It's that smart though. <laughs> it wasn't the smart thing to do. And hey, like it's only Larkin. He got in some tough strikes, but in the end, he had already arrived. The end had all. I can't speak. In the end, the end had already arrived. <laughs> I wrote a difficult sentence myself. The end had already arrived before he'd even stepped foot in the ring. That's meant to be a dramatic sentence, but I effed it up. <laughs> a wee run of hope spots and charges for the man, but eventually crossed Saito his boots off. Uh, the bold lad turning the other bold lad inside out. <laughs> There's a lot of bold lads in AST. And setting up that charging forearm. Uh, yeah, he got a, stro- a stronger win than against Jobbers and things, beating Oli Lorcan with an amped up reason, but also Oli Lorcan wasn't in full concentration. Which I feel like that only Lorcan being in a bit of anger and not fully concentrating, it kind of slides perfectly into what Finn Balor came out to say. But what called him out was Cross with like after the match with a lovely message about next or <laughs> something like that. I was just I zoned out a little bit and then I tuned back in for like continue. I was like, oh, I need to write down what you're saying. I was like, oh, I'm going to grab you by the neck. It's going to feel really lovely. It's going to feel really nice when I'm grabbing your neck. <laughs> I was like. Uh, a lovely message about next, I guess. <laughs> I'll sum it up like that. I may have paraphrased what he said, <laughs> but still. But the uh, ballot interruption before the lad could reach his punchline. A great little uh, bit where he stepped over the fallen body of Lorcan as Finn was then like telling Cross, like, I'm still standing though, and just to step over him, like, and I'm still standing. <laughs> it's like, oh, I like that. Some of Finn's lines for me, a bit naff. But when they're good and they're kind of nailed with that, like they, they're creative with Finn's lines. It's not like what could he be doing while saying it? Kind of, it's one of those situations where there's often a bit more depth than you would see on the main roster, which is very likely just like a callback to something. There isn't that level of depth, which I really appreciate. <laughs> I really appreciate it. But in the attack last week, where at the end of the show, Karrion Cross. Showed like full on range, uh, rage. So I am to get it. Uh, you could see it as he was attacking Balor, and it was uh, Scarlet Bordeaux who then calmed him down, focused him, and that's when he charged him with the forearm. Finn saying that in that attack last week, he showed a lack of emotional control, and even though Finn was on the ground last week, he's still standing. And now that he knows that, he's seen that weakness, and it's a weakness that a champion will exploit. Just Balor just flat out telling him that to his face. Like, oh, I love that. <laughs> it's just, it, worked, it worked for me so well. And uh, again, Balor went on a bit of a tangent, like t- telling the man he'll like, take him to the river and drown him or something. <laughs> but like, it's like that word is a perfect note for the screen behind them to have each man's logo either side of the stand and deliver one as the music plays in a very Triple H <laughs> kind of thing where it start, Cameron then starts to pan up as they're staring at each other like... Arr! I'm like, I mean, is it a kind of on-the-cuff interruption if you've got that planned? <laughs> like, no, NXT does this a few times, especially as you can see that kind of, you know, the, what I assume, it feels like a Triple H, HBK kind of thing that they would do when they were there. This type of thing they would pitch was cool. But again, it's it completely destroys, th- it's one of those things where it works if you don't think about it. Because <laughs> if you think about it, so you have all of that ready, you had to have known both guys would be standing there on either side and prepared it, um, and then to get the pan and everything. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yes, good point with the uh, trend that bold people are winning titles. <laughs> Keiji Muto, Akiyama. It's all happening. It's all happening for bold people. K- uh, Koto Bushi holding the crown. Yeah, he's, his hair. He's, he's got hair. <laughs> because one thing you can say about Koto Bushi, he's got hair. And that's that's... 
that's what you could say about him. Uh, AW, they took it from a man with receding hair and gave it to a man with full <laughs> wrestler mullity. <laughs> so, AW uh, improving the land as well in terms of hair. Yeah, I need to do that. I need to do that column or podcast of uh, wrestling champions ranked by hair. I guess it's like who's who's leading the pack, who's uh, follicking behind. <laughs> Does that work? Does that gag? Did that gag? That quick gag I just thought of work. Uh, don't don't leave. <laughs> anyway, that was the kind of penultimate build to stand and deliver. We've got one more next week, and like, to be honest, I wouldn't think it's the worst thing in the world if they just play a hype video. NXT's been really good with that in the past. Like, yes, they've got time to fill, so you don't see it as often now. But on that final show where they just, where it's like the big show, and to kind of send it that way, you just play a hype video, or something like um, Champa versus Thatcher, where they had the boxing esque interview, uh, or at least British boxing esque interview, where they just sat in the dark room, they just talk at each other, yeah, just talk at each other. Like, I really, I really appreciated that because it was different. It was a lot more low key. Than what we saw here <laughs> with do 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 do. That's a camera panning backwards. <laughs> camera panning backwards as the logos and they're like, Ugh. so yeah. But yes, just abandon the idea that it was not all. It, again, it destroys for me when I'm watching it. I'm like, this is you go for cool produced thing, which it was. It was like, oh yeah, cool visual. But of course, like that just destroys it. But Balor was interrupting off the cuff, right? <laughs> it's just, well, he's no longer interrupting off the cuff if he's got this whole plan thing to get to this thing, to do the pan. Uh, yeah. Anyway, next up, Drake Maverick versus Walter. Ah, oh, Drake, mate. <laughs> Drake, mate. A video beforehand showing Maverick wielding a golf club in the Imperium locker room, shouting to nowhere, uh, if, for someone to tell him where Dane was. It's like, oh, this isn't going to end well, Drake. <laughs> Not going to end well. Ah, yeah, so it's Drake Maverick versus Walter, which it leads to. And uh, Walter, <laughs> Walter, the 720-day reigning NXT UK champion, that aura of the ring general in full swing. The uh, little man charged and flurried at the mighty Austrian, uh, but literally seconds later, he's powerbombed to hell and stretched to a referee stoppage. <laughs> Absolutely destroyed. Like, ah, oh, no. little spuddy boy. <laughs> Spud, <laughs> no. Uh, but this was all. This was a. Uh, there's quite a few segments which were leading to that showdown or the uh, takeover opponent coming out to do a little challenge or a little setup. Here it was Tommaso Champa's time. Uh, out came Champa for a wee chin wag. Everyone knows what he wants. Is essentially what he was saying. An NXT UK Championship match at Takeover. Walter obviously like nah. But in pure wrestling fashion, Tommaso laying in fists immediately changes his mind. <laughs> He's like. No, I'm not going to face you. Why would I? Why would I d defend this championship against you? What have you done to even get within the <laughs> hierarchy of challenges? Uh, but then Tommaso Ciampa laying a fist on his friends immediately changes opinion, and then like he only beats him down. I'm the baddie now. I'm Volta. Um, also, the uh, referee, I've forgotten her name, uh, tweeted out that when she raised the arm of Walter, that he's so big she just had to kind of like grab his elbow, <laughs> just push it up. Because <laughs> way too big of a I was like, oh, I guess I'll push your elbow up. That counts as raising your arm, right? <laughs> Boulder's a big boy. <laughs> and yes, we do need to bring the coffin out for Drake. Drake, he, uh, poor Drake. <laughs> Man. I mean, he made Walter, in terms of like him kind of helping Walter look amazing, he did that. Walter looked destructive as hell for the champion to then come out and then they beat down champions. Like, what's he going to do? Uh, yeah. Anyway, NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, they entered a little bit of a change. Uh, oh, I've actually missed my favourite segment of the night. Oh, wait, <laughs> I've got to be back. We went to this. So, uh, Gargano, Johnny Gargano, 
was outside William Regal's office, kind of pacing and all a bit angry, like, oh, I'm gonna, oh, that way, I'm gonna show him what I want. And a, such a, a massive laugh out of me, <laughs> where, where he raised his leg to kick open the door, but before landing, he completely wimped out and just calmly opened it. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was amazing. Absolutely loved it. Highlight of the show for me. Uh, but all annoyed and ranting about unfairness, but then uh, Regal's like making sense with this response, like, well, if you're Johnny Takeover, Surely none of this is a problem. And Joe's like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to close the door when I leave. <laughs> he just goes. Uh, it's like how he transitioned from, at the start of it, he was just about to kick the door wide open for then just stopping, calmly opening it. And then afterwards, like, oh, I'm still going to show mild aggression. <laughs> just out he goes. Uh, yeah, I loved everything about that segment. And uh, that does also feed in the fact that I completely forgot to mention the announcement of the North American Championship where there's going to be a battle royal next week to determine the order for a gauntlet <laughs> at Stand and Deliver night one. And the winner of that gauntlet match will then... Gauntlet's like a rumble. like a, Yeah, they start with two and after a certain amount of time. And the royal next week will decide the order. The winner of the gauntlet at night one then faces Gargano at night two. There we go. Figured it out. Uh, Regal not sorry Gargano not happy at Regal for like suggesting oh but it's best if we uh, get a better start getting on researching them then it's like oh you little <laughs> so yeah Gargano makes he, Gargano does make me laugh I feel he's in, he's in that part for me and I feel like as time goes on and I kind of get used to like those NXT alums not moving on uh, and I still feel like it'll be a bit of a shame and the hierarchy is a bit skewed to the WWE as a whole but I'll get used to it. And as long as they settle into their identity, they figure out the identity crisis, which so far I think they have in 2021. This first quarter for me has done so much good after I really fell off like for the entire second half of the year for 2020. 2021 has done some really good products. Like I'm really enjoying my Wednesdays right now. Uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez, who were joined by Robert Stone. And uh, Robert Stone paying Martinez a nice payment deal for her to be Jesse Camilla's replacement after she got injured. The uh, champs, the champs on top quickly as Stone is immediately required to save the day, making full use of that manager's license right there. That's a 1980s, <laughs> that's a Gorilla Monsoon thing. He used to say. Uh, Aaliyah and Martinez with some nice tag duo wrestlings caught me by surprise to see how great they were actually. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, of course you were an axed for a bit. <laughs> it makes sense. You've got this kind of ingrained of a tad. But again, like this was another one with the writing on the wall from the start. Mercedes just making it more of a contest than it would have been beforehand. The Eclipse from Moon got the win after the two worked together to take down the threat of Martinez. And it's like, oh, I know, I'm assuming quite a few will be like, oh, it's a shame to see Mercedes Martinez like with the Robert Stone stuff again. Like, why? And I'm like, ah, oh, it's a last minute replacement. It took two to take her down. You can maybe translate to just something from this. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Did they did they do Tony Storm Mercedes Martinez? I'm just thinking in terms of uh, a, like a night one or night two takeover match. Something like that maybe. Uh, anyway, after the break, because again, every segment here seemed to build to something at takeover. After the break, Candice and Hartwell uh, lay down a little uh, actual challenge to the Tag Team Champions. Who cockily laughed it off. It's <laughs> like, oh, the baby faces aren't what they used to be. Oh, <laughs> just... I will, with honour, defend this championship against anybody. Emma Moon is like, <laughs> dweeb. <laughs> Just off, off they went. Um, but yes, Candice and Hartwell, I, I like them as a team. I'm excited. To, if, that is a, if that is the match, which I feel like it's got to be, they're easily the top champions. 
Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, Cameron Grimes, sorry, Cameron Grimes, <laughs> pops a chair down next to Roddy Strong. A segment again I love. <laughs> and he's, he pops the chair down and then just casually, you can't see my legs, just realised, just casually just crosses his legs as he's chatting at Roddy Strong, giving all of his different ideas, like for his quick wah-wah. <laughs> just Roddy, obviously like not really paying attention, then just clocks him and walks off. And these are two people who will be taking part in the Battle Royale slash Gauntlet for the North American Championship. But yeah, Cameron Grimes seemingly trying to gain a friend for next week and just like, obviously it's not going to work. <laughs> just block them off he walks. I continue to love this version of Grimes. For me, like that, that country boy found money good and I can't wait for him to just crash right down. <laughs> it's just set up perfectly. Uh, yeah, he's been given an arrogance which is so brittle. <laughs> it's so perfect to have that crash landing. Uh, can't wait for it. After that, Jordan Devlin versus Kushida in the uh, penultimate segment of the night. Like, oh man, poor Kushida. Like, again, goes from a great little feud and falls straight into nothing land. Uh, Devlin getting a Wii showing to help set up his Cruiserweight Unification match at TakeOver. Uh, Kushida, a more difficult opponent than the champ would usually face in like a spot like this. Uh, sucks for Kushida, but Devlin got his elevation win against a formidable opponent. The Irishman on top before the Ghetto Death and Tasma said hello on the stage. Just uh, Devlin dragged to the outside and caught between the three men before dodging them to roll back in the ring, score a sudden roll for a sudden win. And uh, yeah, I will say Kushida will be taking part in the North American Championship match. Oh, sorry, the Gornity thing as well. But uh, yeah, Kushida after that, beside himself, is like, like you guys. You took my kind of win from me, type of thing. You completely ruined the match. I feel like that saved saved Kushida a bit. Like he, they were having a contest. It was the final match of the night, but you know when you when I'm watching it, it didn't feel like a like your main event match before your contract signing or anything. It just felt like an enhancement match really for Devlin. And now and then, Kushida did a thing to remind you he's Kushida to make it a bit more contested. But yeah, I did like how afterwards he did get his moment though. Completely beside himself, take, dives off the stage onto Wilde and Mendoza, wiping them out, leaving the two champions to stare down in the ring when... I'm just a sexy boy! <laughs> Sean Michaels <laughs> walked on down, got a ladder, shut up, that was a perfect impression, got a ladder from out from under the ring and slid it in as both champions held their titles on high. And I was like, oh, what a nice little way to announce a ladder match. <laughs> Sean Michaels came, didn't say a word, because I thought he was just going to like start uh, hyping up and... Like, for me, like, the main roster thing. If the legend comes out, he starts speaking words, and he starts to build the, build up the two wrestlers, like, you're good and that good. But, you know, remember what I did? I did that thing, and I know about this kind of match and that sort of thing, so I'm going to announce it's going to be a ladder match. He, this was so much better. Like, really enjoyed it. Shawn Michaels walks on down, doesn't say a word, just gets a ladder out from under the ring, and and as the uh, two baddies are kind of staring at each other in the ring, just slides it in the gap between them, and then they look at each other, it's like, ladder. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I really like that. <laughs> As we get our like second match of the night, where the like takeover theme starts playing, as the two people just stare at each other like, "Yeah, wrestling." <laughs> it's not really like we just made an announcement, and it's yeah. So yeah, generally again, a nice little setup there. Uh, yeah, NXT are quite good at coming up with a different way to announce the thing we've seen a million times. I guess that's the kind of new eyes kind of thing which is uh, talked about so much where in terms of like the creative process just get somebody who will look at it differently who's going to come in with completely new ideas uh, NXT must be full of those people because they 
generate that so quickly. They don't really, in terms of little ideas like this, they rarely fall into rhythm. So that's, that's nice to see. But the main event, again, the, uh, NXT with their contract signings are normally quite inventive. The aura around this one felt different. The actions were standard, <laughs> I guess. But it wasn't, nobody went through a table. However, it was, I guess the aura around it was different, which kind of separates this contract signing from anything else. But uh, it's Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. And this Regal just so angry. like, in fact, he got, got the bloody police involved. <laughs> I just think, well, he just went up to that next level. He got the bloody police involved. Oh, you buggers. <laughs> I really, I really like that. And he, uh, yeah, a contract signing with a genuine level of reasoning given the kind of fight they're agreeing to. Like that NXT will not be held responsible for whatever the two do to each other. And last week, yeah, as William Eagle said, they got the bloody police involved <laughs> as they're getting put away into the cars and things. Yeah, it was. I just described police. <laughs> but yeah, it was a interesting. It's an int- I don't know what I thought about this segment because they got across the kind of that. that atmosphere for the match got across in this so they sold it well and for me again this is perfect to do a video package next week don't feature either man they shouldn't be wrestling to get the get themselves uh, to propel themselves in any way really because it's in a it's a blood feud match none of that matters it purely is just going to be an out and out fight and for me this is a perfectly fine final note you don't need anything more maybe a promo video from with like Kyle O'Reilly staring into the camera being all serious with his mohawk and uh Triple H, uh, jeans, vest, <laughs> denim vest, that's the word, I couldn't find the word denim. But yeah, like, something like that. But uh, Cole all angry at O'Reilly for forgetting what the Undisputed Era was all about. Kyle pretty much responding with, nah, I just grew up, mate. And uh, the two, after that, telling the other they'll beat them up for what they've uh, done. As the tensions escalate and NXT's future as security guards <laughs> hold them back <laughs> from fighting. And that's kind of what I meant where they both gave their like story reasons thing, then they gave their threats of beating them up, and then they were held back from each other, end of show. And it's like, yeah, you set up the aura, set up the tone. Uh, it wasn't one of those NXT contract signings which was incredibly kind of unique. It's like, ah, oh, like, oh, NXT just gets contract signings. <laughs> just don't ever hit the norm. Uh, but with this one, it hit a little bit of norm, but the aura was so different. There was security all around them with the lights down, so it was all dark. William Meagle there, also dressed in all black. Uh, both guys also there as well, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, a decent little contract. Again, no entrances either. Like, everybody was already there. We went straight into it. Um, yes, yeah, slightly different. That's what NXT do. They do slightly different. And uh, it really does help sell it. Uh, but again, you're main eventing with a contract signing. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be... <laughs> you're going to have to really work it for me to be particularly hyped, <laughs> given that's the ending of the show. Like, as soon as it ended, I was just, immediately I was just like, I've got absolutely no idea what to feature as the like main thing for the Photoshop and then to put as like, the title for the show. Nothing. Raw was easy. Choo-choo. <laughs> easy. Paul Strowman ran as a train. Kayfabe, he is a train. I'm running with that. <laughs> I'm running down the track with that. But on this show, it was like, uh, they built to a lot of matches for TakeOver and it was a solid building show. What on earth? <laughs> like, nothing... On this own, nothing stood out to me. It was all solid building, but all building nonetheless. And, yeah, that's what this was for me. There was no, like, massive... Like, like for example, you look over at AEW and they had their TNT Championship match. Difference being they're not two weeks out of their big pay-through type thing. 
whilst over here, we've got two nights of takeover to build, and you've only got now one more show to do it. Yeah, you're going to have to feature complete match setup and continuation of the ones you've already got going. You're going to have to do it now, because you can't do it next week, really. It's way too close. You've got to then... Like, next week is the sweeping up, like, lower card stuff to announce, and then the stuff you announced this week, you can get that out of the way as well. Your main event matches need to be bloody set. <laughs> so, uh, WWE, cough, cough. And main roster, because NXT is WWE. Uh, yeah, NXT takeovers are looking solid, but they're looking fine. Farhein, Farhein. <laughs> no one will know who I'm referencing there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, NXT, a solid building show. That's my review of it. That's, and you can grade that how you like, depending on what you prefer. Uh, oh, yeah, I've not done my normal. So I have, because I've been busy streaming today. On like, I've, this is my third live thing <laughs> of today. Uh, so I've not seen the ratings that have come out. My assumption, given how things are moving up and down, uh, I don't know, NXT up a little bit, and uh, AEW pretty much the same. That's what I, that's what I would assume. The share, they seem to be sharing the same number. And when one goes down, the other goes up a bit, and they kind of stay within the same bubble of that. Like uh, AW seven hundred thousand and NXT six hundred, and they've dropped just below it recently. Uh, yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, over the course of time, it's like oh, it was nice for a bit. Personally, in terms of NXT in the future, as we're looking at WrestleMania, I cannot wait for NXT to be on Tuesday nights, especially as somebody watches the wrestling. I watch AEW first, then I watch NXT for this review. When things get back to normal, I can't watch that much wrestling in a day. I need it spread out. And I'd quite like to... I go on Twitter and things to plug this and stuff, so I'm likely to see spoilers. But with uh, if NXT's on Tuesday, that's, that's great. And for me, that's back-to-back late nights, which is way better than kind of prolonging it, as I found out. Like for... Oh, you've got the ratings for me. Perfect. Oh, it's bang on. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, AEW 7... Uh, 7... Oh, 700, 507... Why can't I say that bloody number? 757,000. NXT 678,000. Yeah, solid. That's, yeah, that's what I, I expected. I think that's a jump for NXT. And pretty much within the same window for AEW. Uh, both within the windows they're in. And it's within those numbers it constantly like goes up and down. And no one really escapes their numbers, really. Uh, AW's the closest. They broke a million with Shaq. I guess that's the closest they've gotten. They've hit 900,000. I think the winter is coming. Uh, yeah, they yeah, they do, they do all right. <laughs> but without, uh, without them being on the same night, I think it's good for the metrics of both companies to not be on the same night. Like NXT being on a Wednesday just takes numbers away from both of them. It's not just AEW, it, they're damaging their own thing. So it's like you're willingly impaling yourself <laughs> to make sure that the other company is also impaled. Like, is it is it really worth it, like, long-term? Like, your WWE, like, you don't need to even engage in the battle. <laughs> it's my kind of thing. They're at a certain point, they don't even need to engage with them. In terms of, like, company success as well, like, they're different, on completely different levels, completely different entities. And they're only just the only similarities in the world of wrestling, obviously. But the like in terms of like company sizes and what WWE has become, in terms of in terms of like the business entity that they are, they don't need to engage in this battle. There's no need for it. <laughs> Absolutely no need. Obviously, as somebody who writes and uh, talks about wrestling and stuff as well, it'd be quite nice to be able to write a column about one. Of, it's not going to happen, but <laughs> write a column about one of the promotions and not be called a shill for whichever one you're not talking about or currently praising or whatever. 
Yeah. So you, if you write a negative column on one, that means that you're um, sucking the penis on the other one. <laughs> Goodbye monetization. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, what is... Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get brand loyalty. <laughs> I don't understand it. Uh, enjoy all the wrestling. Enjoy it all. That's my thing. When I enjoy, I'm, right now I'm saying I'm enjoying both shows for different reasons. NXT for me has been solid in 2021. I was really critical in the 2020. Maybe it's even worth me writing an updated column where I could say I do care about Stand and Deliver. <laughs> uh, yeah. Looking forward to the stuff. Really looking forward to it. Anyway, that is the end of the review. I'm going to go to bed now. Again, done three streams today. Infinite's ready for bed. And I will be live again here with the Raw review. I've got a break. I've got a lovely break. Again, it's been Fastlane, one day to recover. Raw, one day to recover. NXT, one day to recover. Uh, also, the New Japan Cup column went up on mon uh, Monday morning, I want to say. Unless it was Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the New Japan Cup column with myself and Jeremy Donovan from the Keeping It Strong Style podcast is up on Wrestling Headlines if you want to go read that as well. Also, uh, Clive, give a plug to Clive from Ricky and Clive podcast. He has posted his column on... What's his face? Uh, uh, da, 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 Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Don't ask me why that song helped me. It's, it's a memory thing. <laughs> yeah, Dave, uh, his column on uh, Dave Meltzer and wrestling. A nice little... I want to say follow on slash shadow world comparison piece. I'll say shadow piece to uh, Andrew Ardizzi's uh, piece on Jim Cornette. Uh, just uh, just uh, having to, a little talk about certain personalities in the wrestling world. Yeah, nice little pieces to read. Currently going up, killing it. Also hustles, always banging stuff out. <laughs> it's hustle, you know it's quality. Anyway, with that, I say thank you for watching, listening, engaging, uh, uh, clicking the buttons on the page of which that do the thing. <laughs> I will be... Uh, yeah, I'll be back on Tuesday here, and I'll be live on my Twitch at the implications with two S's. I've been jumping on it a lot as of late. Two streams today, and I've streamed every other day this week. Let's see what's going on. I need to slow down eventually. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm, yeah, well, I don't know. I was about to see something else, but I'll hold it back. Uh, I'm also be live on Sunday on Twitch, definitely. I might be on Saturday as well. We'll wait and see. And with that, thank you for all of that. What do you make of the build for TakeOver Standard Deliver so far? can hit me up on Twitter as well, at the damn implicat, that's damn as in damn. And my voice is going now. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Like five hours of streaming in one day. It's fine that it goes in the last 15 minutes of the final hour. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. Uh, and with that, I, th I say thank you for everything. And I bid you with you. Adios. Ten.